so what was it a couple episodes ago we talked about task management actually i teased i think i don't think i teased on the show but i told oh, you so, so that you, I you, was... so you just you just went right into it without saying good morning to me how dare you i mean dragon. i didn't i mean okay i'm thinking of this i'm like, officially upset now <laughs> i i'm thinking of this good morning kim um, I'm thinking of this like some, some other uh, cold open podcasts where they, they don't always say the same thing at the at the top of every episode. But okay, fine. Um, but no, I'm just I'm just going into it because um, well, I've noticed before an episode a few weeks ago, I told you I was going to switch my task management to reminders. Um, yes, that was mentioned for sure. And then I didn't. Um, and then... And so, now you did. Yeah, so basically, um, on Monday the public betas came out, um, and these two things are related. Um, the, the public betas for all of, all of the new software came out, and, um, so I installed all of that, but I, I took the time... For, to clarify, to clarify for our non-Apple using, um, listeners iOS 16. Tyler is referring to the iOS 16 beta and uh, macOS, whatever the name is, beta. Yeah, it's iOS 16, I haven't memorized iOS it. 16, uh, watchOS 9, and macOS uh, 13, I think, uh, Ventura. Maybe it's 14. Yeah, I, Ventura. I yes, Ventura. I, yeah. Don't tell me you have installed a beta on your watch. No, I have. You have? Oh, wow. No, because brave, so, brave someone's got to do it, right? That's how the betas work. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And 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 yeah, you are right now. You have all the time on your hands. Yes. So yeah, exactly. You're the perfect target audience for this kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, but so, betas and stuff, and and yeah, you run into little weird bugs, and it it all depends. I would not recommend any single person to run public betas, ever, unless unless. You know that, and if you... they're in a relationship, you would be fi- You would recommend that. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to pick yeah, it. No, like okay, you, I, I worded that wrong. Didn't I? <laughs> Sorry, I said that weird. Um, yeah, no. If, if you're married, do the public beta. You have nothing else to lose. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, I've been all day in a very weird mood. So yeah, yeah. No, I like it, because you usually don't make jokes like that, and I like it. Um, but no, I so so yes, I, I wouldn't recommend anyone to install the public betas unless you know that you, like, I'm talking straight to the listener here, unless you know that you can deal with all of the, the crap bugs that you're going to have to deal with, which I know that I can, because I've been running public betas for... Actually, no. I have had the beta profile installed on all of my devices continuously for the last three years. Um, and so, and, and, and that includes like the point releases people don't usually care about the betas for the point releases, but, but I run them because why not? Um, now I waited until the public beta came out, right? Um, Mm -hmm. there's some developers I know or people who aren't developers, but have developer accounts that didn't that, um, like because they have developer accounts, they installed the beta on day one. I think that's a terrible idea. Um, like of of course someone's got to do it like what I just said, but those those tend to be the most unstable and unpredictable releases, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's why Apple doesn't release them. They're developers only, um, and that makes sense. But so wait for the public beta. But so all that to say, first of all, 
before I installed the Ventura beta, I, um, and I realize this is probably boring for anyone who doesn't like follow Apple stuff, but I'm going to get through it real quick. Um, before I installed the Ventura beta, I figured out a way to have our podcast recording set up, like mm-hmm. make sure it all works before I commit to it. Um, uh, because I know the audio hijack is not going to work on the beta. Um, cause yeah, it, that's, it, it never does. That's, that's what we know. Yep. And honestly, it's a little annoying because there's no real reason for Rogue Amoeba. There is a reason, but I think it's—I don't think it's a good enough reason. Well, but then, like you know, they've made that decision, and you're not the one making that decision. So I mean, I yeah, mean. that's fair. But it annoys me because I know what I'm getting into with the beta, and there there should be some sort of button I can press that say that says like. Yes, I know this is unstable software. Yes, I know that any issues I, I encounter are not your fault, Rogue Amoeba. And yes, I want to be able to use the software. Like, there should be a button somewhere. Or, like, let me let me give you another 50 bucks to let me use your software. Because I paid for this software. Um, but, but no. Um, yes, that makes sense. But you are placing too much confidence in the ratio of users who would make this decision... Like yeah. knowing exactly what they're agreeing to. Yeah. So. Fair. I just think if, yeah, th- that should be an option. But like, you should just like sign your rights to support away, and I- I'd be fine with that. But no, um, that's fine. So so I figured out a way to use the audio MIDI sort of setup, which is still a utility app in macOS, to basically aggregate okay. things and um. It's sort of a jerry-rigged setup because the main output for my audio interface is plugged directly into the first channel input of that same audio interface. So. Yeah, and you say it to me as if expecting that I know what that means. So, so. News, breaking news, I don't. The output is plugged <laughs> into the input. It's, yeah. Um, but it's set up in such a way where it works, so it's fine. Um, All right, as long as you say that it works, I mean, I'm fine. I mean, I'm looking at the I'm, I'm looking at the logic recording right now, and it seems to be working. So, okay, that's fine. And um, again, like we have local recording, so right, so I think that should be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is all related, or somewhat related, to after I installed the betas, for no for not any particular reason. Um, it's not necessarily because it was the beta, just because I I wanted to try it. I moved all of my stuff out of Overcast into Reminders. Um, and sort of uh, just not overcast to do list or um, omnifocus, yes. yeah, omnifocus, yeah. yeah okay, <laughs> I I am stumbling over oh. my words today, but yeah. But um, but no, I I moved, I I made all the sort of projects, and and I also sort of in moving everything over, some of the hierarchy of how things were laid out was changed because omnifocus and reminders sort of do things differently. Um, in OmniFocus, I did not use tags at all, um, and mm-hmm. now in Reminders, I sort of I use tags for certain things just because of the way that works. And then I tried to use the Reminders widget on my iPad and realized the, that Reminders widget doesn't have enough features. Like you can't you can't sort of organize by anything other than list. Um, so this is all to say I moved over to Reminders, and. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sticking with it for now for one reason and it's well two reasons. 
Um, firstly, OmniFocus had a bunch of features that I didn't use. Um, like, I didn't use tags. I didn't use review, which was a weird sort of feature OmniFocus had. Um, and and the second reason is because OmniFocus didn't... Its design is a little bit... And I might be using the wrong term here, but it feels brutalist in its design. It's not as friendly of a UI as Reminders. So, and because Reminders is built by Apple, so it, it's... Reminders lacks some features, but it's got everything I need, and it looks prettier. Um, so, all this to say, this is why I'm sticking with Reminders for now. And Well, yeah. uh, we can check in, like, maybe three weeks later and see if this, this is working out for you, because changing the tool you use for task management is a big deal, and the first initial rep impressions are never accurate, because you're still enjoying these, um, you know, the novelty effect. But I'm curious to hear that because um, depending on how my how things go, I might switch away from to-dos to reminders as well. Mostly because uh, I kind of have this weird feeling that uh, it would be simpler to use native built-in applications. Maybe I'm wrong. But again, everyone keeps saying that reminders got so much better. And I used to do it in a very simple way. Um, so, except sharing. But again, like there were... They, didn't you mention that sharing got better? Because there is one project that I need to share with someone. Oh, yeah. Um, sharing is definitely a thing in Reminders now. Because um, I've tried it. Like, um, I shared a grocery list with... Um, like, I I shared a grocery list with someone and it, and it worked fine. It's, but it works using sort of iCloud. But yes, sharing. Does yeah, because work. because like syncing and synchronization within the Apple software is like always a hit and miss. Because for example, just recently, I think yesterday, literally, uh, I have found out that first, well, subsequently, two things. That first of all, in Apple Maps, there is a lovely feature of like create a guide. And you can, like, basically you save uh, locations into that guide. And then when you select that guide, all those locations are highlighted on a map. So it gives you a very nice uh, overview of, like the, like, the coverage of the city. And it's a perfect feature, for example, if you're planning a weekend trip to somewhere, you can in advance do your... Um, know some prep and save on that guide all the places you want to visit and so on because that's exactly what I'm using it for and that guide you can share with someone but the bummer is that if you then yourself make changes to that guide they don't get synchronized on the other person's end with whom you share that guide yeah so and that's something quite that's just a weird sort of feels a with iCloud. It feel it feel like it's not even iCloud. It's just like it's the way map that map set because like I think it just sends one off like copy of the guide and then there is no synchronization whatsoever. It wasn't even added. I have no idea why because in the year twenty twenty two, synchronization if share if something that is online is shared is kind of like almost expected, but yeah. Like it, there is this feature, so that's why I'm asking. Like, I mean, that's why I'm kind of a little bit uh, hesitant on reminders because, again, even with my own account, 
with my own Apple ID, the synchronization of those bloody Safari iCloud tabs and the favorites is broken and I have no idea how to fix it other than logging out and logging in. But for example, my... Um, uh, so my Mac Mini, like basically I have four devices on which Safari exists and Safari tabs. Oh yeah, and some of oh, yeah. the, and they and they all and they all synchronize between each other like the safaris, the versions like you know the the things that are saved there, in a very weird way. So for example, reading list is fine. Reading list is the same everywhere. Bookmarks, kinda, except one device. But then these um you know these tabs that are like you know iCloud so called iCloud tabs that are open um in the, on other devices. Like my iPhone is like has no idea what is opened on other devices. Like it's like that poor thing is completely dis disconnected from yeah. this specific aspect. And why is that happening? No idea. What I had and I actually disabled iCloud syncing of tab groups um, and and tabs and stuff. Uh, um, because yeah, I have it on, but like I could have it off with the same level of success. To be honest. Yeah. No, I was having a problem where I couldn't. Every once in a while, I would open a tab, type something in, and then the tab would automatically close itself. Um, and, and that started happening more. This was back. Um, this was back, I think, right after Monterey was officially released. Um, but it, it kept happening, and and then I got to a point at one point where I was trying to create a new tab group, and it wouldn't even let me create it. Like I would create it, and then click something, and it would disappear. And I would keep doing that. And then it also wouldn't let me name it. It kept, like, once it started, once it worked to recognize it existed, it wouldn't let me rename it. Um, because it kept trying mm. to sync with my iPad for some reason. So eventually I just turned, I just turned tab group syncing off. And that's fine because I only really use Safari. I, I only use those tab groups on my Mac. Um, th mm -hmm. This would be a problem if I had two Macs. Um, so this will be a problem eventually, but not anytime soon. Um, and, and I do, I might consider turning it back on just to try because I have a magic keyboard for my iPad. So if I had the ability to have, to sync that and to be able to do some of the work that I do on my Mac on my iPad instead for certain situations, like I'm going to try that at some point, but I just, I turned that feature off because it was, it was, you're right in saying yeah, iCloud syncing is very shoddy a lot. Yeah. But you know, if it when it works, it it is very lovely. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. enough of enough of iOS and Mac I OS. I mean, we, talk we sync our I files think... through iCloud, but yeah, anyway. yeah. Uh, it's uh, this is not a tech podcast, so enough. And also, like, uh, well, I, we were the accidental but, figure skating oh, podcast be before we were the accidental tech podcast, but we're not the accidental tech podcast. <laughs> Exactly. Though the last thing I'm going to say, uh, like this is, I think this is the one uh, like rare times when I'm, when I was like for a hot second tempted to install the beta on my phone, just because I've seen the screenshots of how home screen looks oh, yeah. like. I love my home screen. And it is just so pretty. It's so pretty. And um, but then I remembered about my bank application, about all my uh, work applications that are installed. And I know for a fact that they will not work on be on beta. And I was like, all right, I'll just stay patient for a couple more months. And in September, I'll install the proper version and then be happy. So, 
But yeah. those home screens look amazing. Oh yeah, I have Seriously. I have a Pride lock screen, um, and I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I, I just took a screenshot of it, but I have a Pride lock screen with uh, three different widgets. That ribbon, it's all it's amazing. That ribbon is yes, that ribbon is just perfect. Yes. Yeah. My only problem with this lo- that... this lock screen is the the animation for going from the lock screen to the home screen is a little mm. bit too much. But you know, I get used to it. That's a that's. T- that stays different because I've seen that animation and it's like, you know, looks perfectly fine. Yeah. I got used to it but really anyways, quickly, and then but it a, seemed like it was... Anyway, we're moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on indeed. What is What else is on our list for today? And right now I'm pretending we have a list, which well, we is do have a not list. always the case. And by a list, it means... Well, yeah, it, today... It, yeah, today... Yeah. It consists of one point. Yeah. Is it a list? Is it a list if there is only one point? Well, I don't think the definition of a list would be to say it has multiple points. The definition of a list is something that has the ability to have multiple points. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not All a philosopher. Right. But um but Me neither, and that's probably a good thing. Um let's say we'll start with this. What book are you currently reading? I am currently reading Norwegian Wood by Haruki Haruki Murakami. Uh, it's uh, I kind of like t- it's it's actually a very interesting classification. Like I'm technically rereading it, but the first time I read it, it was in Russian, a, wow. and b, it was like ages ago to the extent that I remember almost nothing from that book. So and right now I'm reading it uh, in English translation, like from you know translation from Japanese to English, and not to Russian and. Um, it's a very interesting feeling because, like, I like certain things surprise me, but certain things are clearly like you know coming back to me. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember, and like I remember this specific event or this scene and how I felt about it when I read it the first time. So yeah, that's what I'm reading right now, Haruki Murakami. It's a lot. It's a, it's a beautiful book. It's very well, not very, but it is quite sad. It is quite. Um, it can be quite challenging depending on your outlook on certain things. But undeniably, it is a very beautiful reading. Nice. Um, I'm currently reading Life After Life by Kate Atkinson. Um, oh, yes. And I'm uh, about 200 pages through it. And I, I... So, am I allowed to spoil what you said about it? Just slightly. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, be- because, yeah, like, that's the book. that's the book that I have started and have dropped at 40% because, like, I just know. It's the current book for our book club. And so we're yep. all reading it, but you dropped it at about 40% or about 200 yes. pages. And so I made a vow yeah. because I'm enjoying it. I think I'm enjoying it a little bit more than you because I'm not tempted to drop mm. it. Um, but I made a vow okay, to at least good. get farther than you. Um, <laughs> so All right. All right. No spoilers yeah, on that. Yeah, I've stopped. I've, finished with it, I've stopped for, I've stopped 40% sharp on it. And just because um, like... I agree that it's boring. I used to. Yeah. I no, it's it's anyways like without spoiling the book like just like I used to be a book completionist. I used to like yeah. absolutely reject the the concept of like how can you not finish the book. But I guess the older you get, the more you realize that like you know not much life of a not much of a life left to waste it on the books that you actively start hating. Yeah. Well, and I mean, so, I don't think you can hold that opinion after reading Ducks. Um, 
Um, well, that was an exception to the rule yeah. because that book was unfold. Like that was book was like that's why I hated it so much because I was annoyed also not just at the book but at myself that I didn't <laughs> do better research when picking the book of the year. <laughs> and and also he, he yeah that was certainly a bit of a self-inflicted torture, <laughs> but generally like I think. That changed like maybe like five ish years ago that I have started like I mean I have a, like I allowed myself to stop reading a book if I actively hate it and uh, and that's uh, like and with the life after life it started with just boring and then by the you know by the mark of forty percent I re- reached the stage where I'm actively hate like I'm really like just despising it and I was like enough 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 enough. And so I picked Norwegian wood instead, and so much better for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I enjoy book clubs because it allows me to pick, to sort of be given books to read that, like, I am more likely to rate a book from a book club lower than a book that I chose to read myself. Um, mm-hmm. which sounds bad, but it's 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 a good thing because I don't want to keep reading books that I'm always going to love. Like, um, if all of my reviews on Goodreads are four and five stars, like th- there's a problem there. I think like there's a sort of balance between don't read books you hate, but also don't just read books in the exact style that you know that you like. Um, so, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm more likely like um. A couple of the older books we've read in the book club, um, I didn't like as much. Um, although one of them I really liked, mm-hmm. um, and this is my my great way of segueing into our topic today, which is um, welcome to the next installment <laughs> of the FMD book club. Um, yes. So, what book are we talking uh, about today, Kim? Um, Martian, the Martian by Andy Weir. So. By the way, am I pronouncing his name, his last name correctly? Because I'm pronouncing it the same way as like Johnny Weir, who is the figure, quite a famous uh, American figure skater. Uh, but uh, because it's spelled exactly the same, but with the last names, you can never know. Would you pronounce it the same I way? Always, like I always Weir? say Andy Weir. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're same here. All right. Good enough for me. Uh, yeah. So. So yeah. There, there was a movie on this book. And so, if you don't know the mm-hmm. book, you might know the movie. It was uh, starring Matt Damon, so that would probably indeed. Give and in. so, and as a result, and, and by the way, warning, uh, spoiler warning: if you don't like spoilers, and you haven't read the book or watched the movie, maybe you should skip it. And again, though, I think, like again, personal opinion, maybe controversial. Feel free to send feedback. The spoilers, I personally don't mind them. Like they they don't like knowing that what something happens wouldn't spoil yeah. my experience of the book, but that's just me. Yeah, Anyways. I agree with that because spoiler you can't spoil someone's personal opinion. You can't tell someone how they're going to feel about something. You can tell someone what happens, but just yeah. reading well, it for yourself. You can influence you can influence it, but you can't really spoil it. But anyways, we're digressing yet again into another philosophical uh discussion. Uh Consider this specific time point, whichever this time step ends up being, uh, depending on Skylar's editing. This is your spoiler warning. If you don't want to be spoiled about The Martian, either book or the movie, talk like listen to us next week then. Should I put in the spoiler horn? No. No. Please don't. 
<laughs> if if if, a spo- if we want to have a sp- sound for spoiler, it needs to be different, not a spoiler horn. <laughs> We're not just gonna rip off the incomparable. That sound is just like it's not about ripping off incomparable. That sound is just unsettling to me. I mean, yeah, like fair. it sounds again because it's that sp- that horn is like if I'm not mistaken, it's a it's a sound of the folk horn, and folk horn to me sounds way too much as the airstrike uh, uh, or earthquake emergency horn. Or siren, Ooh, so yeah. no. And that makes sense. Earthquake sirens Maybe. are scary. <laughs> because I always grew up, the, the siren I was always afraid of, and this is another tangent, but the siren I was always afraid of as a kid was the tornado siren. Um, because that's mm-hmm. what affected us. Because we didn't get earthquakes. And, I mean, yeah. we didn't get air raids. And I would, ima- I, I would um, imagine that your tornado siren sounds pretty similar. Because folk's, folk's horn is different, but all those emergency sirens, I think they're all the same device. That's why I've mentioned airstrike and and I mean, basically it, it's a thing that similar. makes a really loud noise and spins in a circle. Um, Precisely. Yeah. The, the, it's it's then it's the same sound we're talking about and the folk horn that is the, it is slightly it is similar but it is diff- like you know produces different sound because but anyways we'll pick some different sound. So for spoilers, <laughs> um, if you really insist, I'm not gonna go like. For the sake of time, we're not going to go like all the way through every plot point in the book, but oh, of course not. Um, to give a quick summary, um, the synopsis and and I think if you've watched the movie, then you've been spoiled enough on the contents of the book. There is some deviation between the book and the movie, um, and mm-hmm. I'll talk about that later. Because That's a make couple the book of those, better. A couple of those deviations really annoyed me, uh, but we'll talk about that later. But the the premise of the story is there is this um, space mission. Um, mm-hmm. and the mission is called Ares 2. Mars Exploration. Yeah, and um, it was launched by NASA. It has, um, you know, it's crewed by some American, European, um, and I think, was there a Russian on the mission? I'm not, I can't, I don't remember. No, um, no, 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 there weren't. There was, there, there was one European uh, astronaut and the rest were Americans. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, the, the premise is the first sort of main scene of the movie um the crew is told to evacuate because of a basically a windstorm on mars um Mm -hmm. and so they all have to get from their hab habitation module to their rocket and and sort of they're walking out in heavy wind and i'll get to the science of that in a second because that's not how wind works on mars but uh they're walking out in heavy wind they get to their rocket and uh the guy in the back whose name is mark watney um who's the botanist on the mission um gets hit by something and is assumed dead by the rest of the crew and so they all get on the rocket and they um the commander goes out and looks for him for a minute but they don't have very much time they and the commander doesn't find him so she gets back to the rocket and they all leave and they they assume him to be dead um and and so there's damage to the hab and he he eventually wakes up makes it back to the hab fixes i think he got wounded or something he got knocked out during the he got wounded pretty seriously yeah but he limped it back to the hab um did like got back up but um his communications was offline so everything he had to communicate with earth or his crew was offline um was broken off in the windstorm um 
And and usually the, the procedure is the hab was built to withstand certain sort of dust storms and windstorms on Mars, but it was a very heavy windstorm, and it was sustained long enough that eventually mission control mission control in Houston you know told them that they had to leave. Um, so all that stuff. The the long story short of it is over the next over basically the entire book, uh, Mark eventually. Um, uses some sort of um, signal by writing stuff on the ground to get the satellites to see it so that they know he's alive and all these things and he uh, uses his crap to fertilize potatoes um, to stay alive because he doesn't have enough rations to last all the amount of time that he has to wait um, he he has to get to a certain landing spot for the next Ares mission um, I think it's Ares 4 um he has to get to that mm-hmm. landing spot um and so he basically and that is like mile like kilometers and kilometers away yeah, yeah. so it's uh so quite it, a trip it's a 14 day trip and he has to camp out in the in basically the mars rover or not a rover but the maybe it is a rover i'm not sure um forget what it's called but he has to camp out in in the, in the van um and and do all that stuff and and eat raw potatoes which does not sound fun um and so all this stuff, and long story short is he gets rescued, um, and, um, but the science of it is, um, the, the initial sort of windstorm that caused the entire plot to happen wouldn't happen on Mars, because Mars's atmosphere is about 1% the density of Earth's atmosphere. So, if you have the same speed of wind with 1% the atmosphere, you've got 1% the amount of damage happening. Um, and so that wouldn't really work. The main the main problem on Mars, I'm gonna, I'm putting on my scientist hat here, but um, the uh-huh. main problem on Mars with wind is dust. Um, yes. And so a bunch of dust gets kicked up, and so if you have anything solar powered on the surface of Mars, you need to be able to clean it, or it'll, it'll eventually mm-hmm. be, get covered by dust, and you won't be able to get any solar radiation, any energy. Um, so. Isn't that what happened to Curiosity um, or Opportunity? One opportunity, or the others, like, yeah. you know, is Opportunity, yeah. Yeah, um, Spirit and Opportunity were two basically twin rovers that landed on Mars. Spirit eventually died. Spirit died a long time ago. They were launched, I think, late nineties. Um, I I'm probably wrong on that date, but they were launched a while ago, and they both like Spirit sort of died at when it was expected to. Um, and opportunity. Yeah, but I remember opportunity went for like yeah. way longer. Opportunity than lasted. There was even like three times longer than they expected it to. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, how... I remember there was like even XKCD comic about it. It's like you know people on Mars, and I was like, oh no, we don't go there. What is that? Oh, that opportunity's domain. So yeah, <laughs> something like that. And it was like, yeah, uh... it was mostly just luck because it, it ended up that at some points there were there was wind but not dust because of where they were on mm-hmm. Mars, and it was able to blow off the dust on opportunities. Um, but eventually, you know, it got coated in dust in it, and it um, it lost its battery. Yeah, that was quite... that. Yeah, and that was quite, a you know, an internet event from what... It what was I very think. sad, um, which, was, from a science was. perspective, it's amazing that opportunity lasted as long as it did. Um, but it was, mm-hmm. it was still pretty sad. Um, yeah. So look, yes, 
technical and scientifically, yes. the starting point is problematic. Well, not problematic, not like inaccurate. Yeah, uh, but give the author a break. Yeah, no. He needed to start somewhere. Yes. He needed to create a conflict somehow. And I and, and, and I see uh, that because every so much of the actual science in this book. This is true for Martian. This is also true for. I'm not going to spoil this book, but another book that Andy Weir wrote, which is Project Hail Mary, um, which I read earlier this year and I loved it. Um, so much of the science is as accurate as it can be um, for mm-hmm. for what is sort of futuristic science fiction. Um, you know, it's explained. Yeah, but it is like near future. Yeah, it's um, it's all plausible. There's no sort of hand wavy. Yep. Um, like like what you have in Star Trek with how they explain artificial gravity and how they go faster than light. It's it's sort of hand wavy and it's so futuristic that we have no way of understanding it today. We just mm-hmm, accept that it's mm-hmm, true because mm-hmm. it's fiction. But so much of what it is in this book is plausible and uses what we know mm-hmm. to to like he builds the yeah. world. Um, and so precisely, but but with yeah, with with the start with the beginning so Andy Weir he had a task of he wanted to strand uh Watney on Mars without making the rest of his crew looking like complete sociopaths and jerks so it couldn't like and and uh so he needed to somehow sec- like yeah. set up a, a, a make you know make plausible setup where people that like the rest of the team would genuinely believe that he's out, he's like you know dead and and so on, yeah. and leave because that's the protocol because like you know it's the very precarious, very dangerous position emergency they need to evacuate. Yeah. Exactly, it's complete emergency situation. The body would have to be left behind. It's it's horrible, but that you know emergency situation, military blah blah blah, like all that. It's pretty grim and serious. And he, like, you know, then, like, basically, then it means that he would need to have his vitals drop and also lose consciousness so that he wouldn't um, be able to respond to everybody's call. So, and then how do you make that happen on Mars? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's one, uh, like, that's the detail that I think perfectly fine to let go for the sake of setting up the Robinson Crusoe in space situation. See, that's a reference that I don't get, and I realize it's probably something. What? Um, Robinson Crusoe. No, you yeah. haven't read him. No. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, I probably <laughs> generational should. difference. But yeah. Well, I mean, if you read Cliff Notes, you'll be fine. I mean, yeah. Um, a question came up about uh, the Great Gatsby um, the other night, and I was like, "Yeah, I totally read Great Gatsby in high school." Um, I didn't. I was supposed to, but I, I, I read the entirety of the Cliff Notes for Great Gatsby in high school. Um, and I got an A on the essay, so you're welcome. Um, uh, so. And here I am, who read Great Gatsby twice voluntarily. Yeah, I, I, I agree that it's a good book. That and uh, Catcher in the Rye, like, they're good books, but I you can't expect a high schooler to actually read anything. Um, so, anyway, I digress. Um, so funny. Besides, besides the way always... it's set up, because there, there are a couple plot conveniences in, in the initial sort of conflict scene. Not just to the wind, but also mm-hmm. the fact that what he gets hit by happens to also take out his med kit, 
which is why they can't see his vitals. Not because he's actually dead, but because the device mm-hmm. that takes his vitals was taken out, which is, it's a very convenient yeah. sort of happening, but that's what happened. Um, but that's how it's set it's a up. book. So, um, but anyway, we, we haven't actually gotten to this point, we should have, but um, what would you rate this book out of five? Um Probably should have started um, with that. Yeah. Well, uh, wait a second. Wait a second. Uh, just, I certainly was uh, three at minimum. Where is my spreadsheet? Uh, because it was this year. Scrolling down. Oh, God. Between today and Martian, there was a lot of Tokyo Ghoul manga. Blimey. Oh, it's four stars. I really liked it. Because that's my rating scale. Four stars means I really liked it. Yeah. And yep, now that I kind of like try to recall it, because that was long time ago, back in February. Um, yeah, I liked it. It was fun. It was a very fun, quick read. Uh, the What I liked about the book, that it didn't pretend to be anything else than what it is. It's an action, it's a space action like heavy sci-fi like very hard sci-fi like i mean it's all there is a lot of science in there and explanations but done in a real in a nice way and it's uh basically the book sets to entertain you from the goal just you know looking at you know look at the first line of the book it sets the tone and yeah. uh yeah honestly i would quote it but you'd have to bleep, bleep it um it, it occurs to me that i've forgotten what the first line is but i know it definitely sets the tone Yes, uh, it contains some non-family friendly terminology. Um, but basically, uh, at the same time, so it's like, even though it is like, you know, you get into the book knowing what you're like, you know, like knowing that you're expect what to expect. And yet, despite being this like high action, like speed, like, you know, plot driven um, situation, you still get character development. You still get um, interesting nuances. There is certainly like one moment that I absolutely enjoyed when it was to when it came to asking uh, Chinese uh, space agency for help. Yeah. And and then the like there was like I think you know at least half a chapter did it, like like considerable amount of time dedicated to that like to this dynamic between these two space agencies and then uh, they that the, you know the Chinese space agency agreed to help and why they agreed to it and then how does the chief engineer feel about it so that was in my opinion like sufficiently nuanced for a book that claim you know that positions itself as the you know like book equivalent of a summer blockbuster basically using the movie terminology yeah so that's why i really liked it that it basically exceeded my expectations and i mean you expected it to be a surface level action thriller and it was more than that right is that a way of precisely yes um correct yes that's a that's a that like not even thriller. yeah I, i was expecting like some space space action and Robinson Crusoe story, and it was more than that. Yeah. And by the way, Skylar, just to give you the quick reference, Robinson Crusoe is the book by Daniel Defoe, an Englishman, written in the uh, 19th century, time-wise, I don't remember. But basically, Robinson Crusoe now became um, uh, a nominative name, like, you know, kind of like a... Oh, God. 
Robinson Crusoe was the name of a person of like he was he got into shipwreck got washed up on the shores of an island and then was surviving there all by himself for years and years and years and then got rescued basically and then the Fair entire enough. book is his survival on the, on that on that island so it's like that's that's you know the analogies are like can't be avoided here like any survival like and that was the first survival like stranded alone survival story of in english so that's you know basically set it uh, be- has begun this genre fair enough um so i gave this book um and and no i haven't read that but i probably should um but it is definitely a reference i have heard a lot um but yeah, yeah. Uh, no i gave this book five stars um and it occurs to me i give a lot of books five stars um and my my sort of grading scale isn't as um strict or not strict but i don't have like set definitions for what the stars mean i just do it mm-hmm. um so like, oh yeah I, I i i do yeah i think we talked about it yeah we, we have talked about it before but i i give a lot of books four and five stars um just yeah um but um i can't wait i can't wait to to get to a book that you would hate it and i would like it oh, oh that oh, would be oh have you read element op <sighs> yes i hated that book oh really oh my god we're talking about it next time because like i loved it write it down write it down <laughs> i hated that i did not finish this book um oh really yeah. oh my god oh like uh, writing it down but wait a second let me double check like lm lm in op it is um, a novel in letters yeah mark down yes okay oh it w- was was it not uh, this year interesting i thought i read it l- this year because i know and, and i read it because it was it was recommended to me by someone in the in the book club it wasn't one of our book club books but it was recommended yep. by someone elamino p a novel in letters yeah. uh here we go four stars from me yeah no i and it was yeah it was december last year that's why it's not it yeah so yeah and i loved it I don't okay know we're talking like that's our next about book what the time it was that i was reading it or something but i i stand by my opinion i hated that book i did not finish it <laughs> and and I'm, I'm sorry to whoever it was that recommended it um and i'm not it was it was ellen it was ellen i i, I never mean now. any um like any anything bad on someone who recommends a book that i ended up disliking because that's oh, that's course. up to me like obviously um and ellen along with some other people recommended the Tamora Pierce series, which I absolutely loved. So, but no, um, to not, not spoil for next week, but we will talk about this, but I, I could not finish that book. Um, <laughs> I got, I, I mean, I got, I'd say 50% through it after about 10%. I was like, where is it going with this? I don't understand. I, well, I understood the premise. It wasn't that I didn't understand. It was that I, I didn't see, what like it just didn't none of the tension like okay no i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna not talk about this we're talking about it next week i will be better i'll be better prepared next week but yes anyway um what were we talking about um i give a lot of books four and five stars but i gave this book five stars um because it the book has something for everyone like if you don't follow space um if you don't follow space flight if you're not a nerd like me like that's fine it's it's 
um, I would say it, it has it's good literature even if you don't know the details of the science and I, mm-hmm. and that absolutely that has to be a requirement for any good science fiction book is you need to have good science in it but it also needs to be understandable for someone who doesn't do the science and I think Project Hail Mary did this too um, and again not spoiling Project Hail Mary but I, all of Andy Weir's yeah, books have done please... this um, mm-hmm. because that's sort of the kind of author he is um, but the reason why I gave it five stars is because I got the literature aspect of it, but also I am a nerd for all of this stuff. And so to have that sort of, it was just brain candy for me um, because mm-hmm. this this is what I do um, basically. And so you have all of the elements and all of the well-explained science for most of the book. And that's, it was, it was just an enjoyable read this and, you know, all of Andy Weir's books, this sort of thing. If you if you're into space, um, just another reason to check out this book. But I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you loved it. I really liked it. So, hooray! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Project Hail Mary is on my bookshelf in paper copy, so I will definitely read it. Maybe even this year. Uh, but right now, my my immediate uh, to, to read list is pretty booked because right now I'm reading Norwegian Wood then I have The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet and then I want to read Burnt Sugar by Avni Doshi it's um it's one of those like, and again I expect that it's one of those heavy books it's about um, dysfunctional relationship of mother and daughter but that book I've been waiting for it to be published and like translated for so long like I mean I it's um it's been on my to read list for a really long time so i guess that's the one but then generally it's like um, it will depend how i feel by by the time i finish the long way to a small angry planet because that has been re- like strongly recommended to me to read but with the warning that it is it might be sad and so two sad books in a row i would probably maybe would want something cheerful in between so maybe that's where the um Andy Weir come, will come in because maybe it's not cheerful, but it certainly would be much lighter in mood. Have, I would imagine. You've read? Have you read Tomorrow Pierce? No. You should. Um, the 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 Song of the Lioness mm. series. I don't know. I liked it. It's, no, not. It's it, it, if you're talking about like it. All of the books are shorter, um, and it's 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 a sort of lower level of reading, but it's enjoyable, um, and like. It's for me at least. It it's, was very enjoyable. So yeah, I kind of like. I've I've read the you know synopsis and like what's the setting is like didn't really grab me, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So and also recently I've I've, I've realized that I'm a bit more reluctant to get into serial serialized, uh, books like you know series and so on. Yeah. And that's the reason why I'm fine with reading Becky Chambers like this specific uh, book because like the, even though it is part of the cycle it's not really connected uh, plot-wise because I've already read oh god I've got her titles her book titles um Close in Common Orbit I've already read that one and I absolutely loved it and I've been told that this a long way to a small angry planet is set in the same world but it is not connected plot-wise uh, at all so uh, Mm, 
So yeah, but generally I am these days reluctant to get into these sagas and cycles and what what not. Fair enough. I think um, my my way of tackling sort of series is I will if I have a book I want to if I have a if I have something I want to read outside of that series I'll put it in the list and I'll basically break up the series. Um, and so I think for the Alana books I did. Yeah, so I did the first one, and then I read Harry August, because this was back then. And I did the second one, I think after the second one I read The Martian. So you sort of break it up, because um, it's easier to... It doesn't, like, mm-hmm. steal all of your time. Um, but that makes sense. Um, also, I, I, I enjoy fantasy worlds, also. So, I don't know. Long list of things that would make a very enjoyable book for me. One of them is space, and the other one is medieval fantasy um so those two things don't go together (laughs) well wait a second medieval fantasy in space yes oh okay not really medieval fantasy but and it's also in russian i don't think it was translated at all because like it's not that good to be translated but there was a series of books i read in the like mid tense like in, it was like published over the 2013 2014 15 it's basically far future with space travel that being solved like to be quick but it's basic and and the premise the premise is the space feudalism so it's yeah. almost medieval fantasy because like you know it's feudalism with all its signifies with all its barons and dukes and so on but just like super high taking you know, I was going to bring up the deviations in the movie. Um, and oh, right. Yes, there were at least... Well, okay, okay, okay. Disclaimer. I only technically watched the movie. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, As in, I was in the room when the movie was playing, but I fell asleep at some point, so... <laughs> yeah, um... There was one that I remember, and there's not. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there was one well, that specifically the... annoyed me. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically near the end of the book, when um, Watney's being rescued. Um, so oh, you have right, right, you have yes. the the crew of six, right? Minus Watney, you have five, um, and each member of the crew has their tasks and a subtask, right? So like. There's one person whose job it is to do the EVA, and then there's one person on the crew whose sort of his secondary job is to do the EVA. So when they were rescuing Watney, it was Commander Beck, right? He's the EVA guy. But um, it was, um, I think it was Vogel, was his name. He's the one, um, he's German. Um, he's the backup EVA guy. So both of them were in um, sort of EVA suits, and EVA stands for extravehicular activity. Um they were both in EVA suits waiting to like go out and catch Watney, basically. Um, and that makes sense, because it's that's Beck's job. Um, in the movie, it's not Beck who does it. Um, it's Commander Lewis who does it. And that doesn't... Like, it makes sense the way it was written in the book. Um, it it mm-hmm. they, they changed it in the movie, it seems... Um, and, and I don't know why they changed it in the movie, but it seems like they only did that to sort of add more dramatic tension um 
more dramatic tension and I would imagine they wanted to give more screen time to the commander. Yeah, Commander Lewis. And that, that, that makes sense. But um, that's not how it would work. Because if, of like, any good commander and, like, any good commander knows what people's jobs are and who's best at what. Um, and so it makes sense that, like, Beck would catch Watney, but like, so it's just that was just annoying. And also, there was a couple mm-hmm. details about how the actual um, Watney getting caught um, happened. Um, in the movie, they added some stuff to make it more dramatic, um, which I don't know, it kind of worked, but it's also a little and weird. And again, like the cinema rules. Yeah. And also, there's the whole you thing need, it's, it's, in the book, the, the trip between um, the Aries three landing site. The hub, uh, yes, and to that uh, place, yes. Yeah, and, and the Schiaparelli land. crater, that... yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that was that was quite a journey. It was long, and, really... and it, it was laid out to be long, and, um, you know... It, and it, it was, was such a high-tension read. It was on the verge like... of boring, but it wasn't. Was and, it? But, but, like, yeah, that I... was the writing. Uh-huh. And the so. writing was very good, and I, and I remember, like, it was actually quite funny because, like, with the you know with the book club, the, the book with the book club books, uh, with the club books, yeah, that that sounds better. Um, we and again we run our book club in Discord, and I do have a habit of like when I'm reading to give like the status updates of like okay like I mean like like for example with Life After Life that the status update updates are where I was gi- that I was giving was like you know twelve percent in I'm bored like twenty percent in still bored and so and with the with the Martian it was like oh I'm here and like you know of course you sp- you hide it behind the spoilers because not everybody shares my opinion about spoilers and then somebody else from the book club who read that book already they were like oh if you're there and it's pretty late and you're like you know in your in your time zone stop now otherwise you just won't sleep and i was like all right that's a very sensible advice so i put the book aside went to sleep and then the next day i think it was a weekend or at least the next day i picked it up and i was like that was such a brilliant advice because at some from some point at, at a specific point of that travel through that Schiaparelli crater was it crater yeah like you just literally can't stop you know from the moment when he tips off tips over it's like it's a very high tension and a very very fast-paced situation so if i got there i'd yeah absolutely i would just be reading through it and not able to stop so yeah it's it was nowhere near boring for me but from what i've heard it wasn't in the movie at all. Um, is that right? I don't remember. Uh, this, is, this is the part of the movie I don't remember, but I think he travels to Schiaparelli Crater in the movie. Um, but if he does, it's shortened. I think it, it's also possible that he fast... Well, no, he has to have traveled somewhere. He has to have traveled to Schiaparelli because he did the rocket thing. Um, mm-hmm. in, to, to use the technical term. Um, in the movie, um, <laughs> but um, but in the movie, because this is like for any sort of movie to book adaptation, you're going to shorten it um, because movies are shorter, and, it's and a that's TV why show. for certain books it works better for it to be a TV show and not a movie because you have sort of more time um, 
but even then you're still gonna lose things and the 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 sequence for him to get Schiaparelli, if I remember correctly, was very much shortened. Um, and so you sort of lose that that long-winded dramatic tension. Um, but that's sort of... That's what you'll lose with a movie. But So I would recommend, if you haven't watched the movie or read the book, read the book first. And, I mean, I think this is true for any sort of book that has been turned into a movie. It's probably better to read the book first. Um, and then watch the movie um, if you want to.